and welcome to the Partner Connection, the Dell Technologies Partner Program podcast. And I'm Cheryl Cook, and I'm delighted to welcome Anwar Dahab, who's our Senior Vice President of Channels in EMEA for Dell Technologies. Hello, Anwar. Thanks for joining. Hello, Cheryl. Thanks for having me today. We have to do this virtually. I very, very much miss coming to Paris and seeing you and all of our partners in EMEA, but Hopefully everyone and yourself and your family are staying safe and well. So I'm delighted to have you join us on our podcast. Yeah, we, we miss you too, Cheryl, and look forward to having you in Paris in not too distant future. I'm sure it will happen one day. So <laughs> exactly. I can't wait. I can't wait. For everyone on the call here, you've been settled into your leadership capacity in EMEA now for almost a couple years, but maybe share with everyone a little bit about current priorities, just a state of the union, if you will, on how things are going for the partner community in EMEA? Yeah, sure. Well, uh, maybe first clarify what my role is. So as you said, I look after our channel business and partners for Europe, Middle East and Africa. It's a team of about a thousand people, sales and pre-sales, solely dedicated to enabling and selling with our partners and distributors. And the teams in country work closely with all of their their colleagues in end-user sales, specialty, marketing, services, operations, etc to help those partners and our joint customers. Also landscape in EMEA State of the Union, as you said, we have 1900 metal partners and over 32,000 active resellers. And about 65% of our business for Dell Technologies in the region is done with channel partners. Now in terms of goals, like all of us, I have four types of goals. Financial performance, which is about delivering revenue plans and profitable growth with our channel partners. And this is dependent on our ability to sell the right mix of products and solutions and to drive with our partners a good balance of transactional and transformational sales. My second objective would be relative performance, which is about winning in a competitive market by best serving our existing customers and winning new ones. And for the first half of this year, actually 70% of all Dell Technologies new customers in the region we acquired with our channel partners. The third objective for Channel in EMEA, and one of my goals, would be the partner experience, which starts with our program, which, as you know very well, Cheryl, is built on three tenets, simple, predictable, and profitable. And we create a positive partner experience with you know, our technical enablement, our uh, collaboration with end-users team, making sure our partners understand our programs and patch profitability, investment in tools and automation, et cetera. And the last objective is employee experience, which is, you know, the company culture, caring about team members, which is even more important than ever now. And as you know, we're all very proud at Dell because we've been named in the world's 25 best workplaces by Fortune Magazine and their research partner. So that's about my objective for Channel EMEA. Well, I'll tell you, that's wonderful. And the partner community has always been so vibrant and such a critically important part of our go to market in EMEA for some time. We've been very focused on what we call buyer health and how do we acquire new customers. And we, for some time, have been sharing with the partners where we believe that the cross-sell, upsell in the breadth of our portfolio is such a tremendous opportunity for them. So for you to be driving 70% of our new customer acquisition with the partners is just impressive. So a big congrats to you and the partner community, but it's just illustrative of how strategically important this route to market is for us, particularly in your region. 
Yeah, absolutely. And to deliver that, you know, we're focused on a few things. I mean, it doesn't happen easily. It's a partnership with obviously all of our channel partners, also the end user teams and focus on the key things to make it happen. And again, to continue on priorities, one I would like to highlight is the focus on technical enablement. We have so differentiated solutions at Dell Technologies, and we must ensure that our partners with the help of our pre-sales engineers and specialty teams understand the full potential of what we can offer from the edge to the core to the cloud. You know, the four transformations we always talk about, app modernization, infrastructure transformation, workplace and security. So to achieve that level of acquisition and growth with our partners, making sure that we enable them technically is a key priority. The other thing is also all the programs we're building. I mean, the programs that your team are delivering for us, Cheryl, with, you know, with all the marketing development funds, the digital marketing, which is extremely important in our current environment, and some of the incentives that we have in place to uh, win new customers with our partners. So yes, clearly it remains a priority. And I think we're well set from a team priority standpoint and programmatic standpoint to continue and win with partners. Absolutely. You know, we talked a little bit about what a unique and crazy year 2020 is for all of us and all of the changes and flexibility and adapting we've all had to do in this climate, this environment. Globally, it's been so inspiring to see how resilient our team members have been and our partners have been. And in spite of the challenges, just really meaningful work being done. So share a little bit on how your team has adapted, how you're finding your partners navigating this crazy year. I think you said it, Cheryl. We've been all impressed with generosity, the care, the good creativity, the tenacity, the resilience, the commitment that we saw from team members and partners. So clearly, as a team overall, we reacted by putting together a number of initiatives to help our partners and customers grow to the pandemic at early stages. Uh, you know, that's very practical, things like financing offers, like training and enablement offers, like good creativity on how we use uh, marketing funds for digital marketing, for example. But beyond that, really, when I think of it, I must say that the first thing that comes to mind is I feel fortunate and grateful to be working in this environment, to be working in IT, where we all could contribute to help with the pandemic at our level. We know in sectors like healthcare, education, we all have stories where we, with our partners, helped in the environment. So I'm, as you said, impressed with the reaction from our partners, reaction from the team. And I should say, partners actually are doing, in relative term, well in the environment because of a number of reasons. They have coverage. They're really present on the field and have tens of thousands of people close to our customers. They have a strong service offering that was needed in this environment. They've been very flexible, actually, helping customers in the current environment. They have vertical expertise. They have long-established relationship and the trust from our customers. So impressed, grateful, and also in the environment, good business results with our partner community. Yeah, it really is impressive. Like we said, the world needs more technology, not less, even in environments like this. And I'll tell you, when you look at just the creativity and innovation, you commented on digital marketing and for all that we've done to help enable our partners with best practices and toolkits and selling guides and social media guides, et cetera. I've been really impressed that our partners have maximized 
their development funds, and they've really pivoted aggressively to digital alternatives, right? I mean, when all of us no longer can do in-person events, which was a key way with which we all would create demand and create pipeline, I mean, forums like Zoom and these collaboration opportunities, we've had phenomenal response by our partners leveraging our executive briefing centers in a virtual way. And so it's really inspiring to see not just the humanitarian outpouring from everyone, but to your point that the change management, it can almost accelerate or advance our digital capabilities more than it might have otherwise. And we can put our subject matter experts and our executives, put them available for our partners and their customers through these tools and techniques. So I'll tell you, I know you and Angus and the leadership there have been just really, really accessible and strategically helping our partners through this. Yeah, thank you, Charlotte. It actually has been a teamwork and, uh, you know, we all joke about, you know, being on Teams Airlines or Zoom Airlines or whatever. I think we've done a lot of that recently and it worked well for us and uh, for our partners. And actually, we all realized that we have more human contacts, actually, although virtual and don't take me wrong. I mean, I miss a good dinner with partners. I miss being on stage with you and others having those conversations. But I think as a team, as a company, as an industry with our partners, we made the best out of it. We had, as I said, good creativity. This is here to last. I mean, the other thing we need to keep in mind is, unfortunately, we're not going to get out of the current semi-lockdown in the foreseeable future. And I think some of the transformations that we've been through are here to last. You know, we will not travel for, you know, just half a day meeting or small face-to-face meeting. And I think that uh, we will continue to work remotely. And probably after all of this is over, we'll get to a better balance between in-person and virtual. Yeah, I think it's forever changed. And to the good, to your point, I think we're all learning how productive and efficient these virtual experiences can be. You can reach the right audience and stakeholders. And like I said earlier, you can put our executives in contact with them and we'll definitely evolve to a hybrid model. I think Michael Dell's quote, I just reuse it all the time. He said, while we're apart, in many ways, we've never been more connected. And it's so true, right? Even at a team level and at a relationship level, And, you know, one of the things that I'd love to hear your thoughts that I have had feedback from partners is even in these unique circumstances, our innovation engine has not slowed down, right? I know I say I've never been busier. (laughs) It's like I don't have a commute, but I've never been busier. And our company, when you look at Q2 of this fiscal year for us, we launched nine new products in nine weeks. So we're continuing to absolutely invest and help our partners realize the potential, to your point, the world needs more technology. So what do you think when you talk to partners about some of the new announcements, the new launches, the breadth of our portfolio, and again, just in this climate where we know certain verticals are actually spending crazy. Some verticals aren't, like restaurants and hospitality, but education, public sector, healthcare, those kind of verticals have a ton of opportunity. What would you share with your partners in ways of what are the opportunities here for them to lean into? 
I think, Cheryl, what we saw is that with this environment, it was an acceleration of pre-existing trends. And uh, you heard many industries saying, you know, we had three years of digital transformation in three months or two years in two months, uh, however you want to call it. But clearly, there is a clear acceleration of things that were happening before. Workforce transformation. Mobility was a trend. Well, now it's a necessity. So you have to work from anywhere. And that creates a number of needs and opportunities for us and our partners, serving the industries you mentioned in healthcare, education, financial services, and others, but also actually all the economy. So the other trend is hybrid cloud and multi-cloud as the infrastructure of choice. That trend has totally accelerated. Security. I mean, the surface attack with all the working from home has increased. We know already that more than 90% of breaches happen at endpoint from a security standpoint. So the need increased there in terms of security. And application modernization continues to be a necessity. So what I would tell partners, you know, regardless of verticals, of course, there are a number of verticals, is what we knew was happening, the four transformations we're talking about, digital transformation, it's all accelerating. So we must continue to be skilled in delivering the right infrastructure for multi-cloud, which is hybrid cloud, get skilled in understanding the Dell Technologies portfolio end-to-end from the edge to the core to the cloud, understanding how with the VMware, the full portfolio is the solution of choice to deliver multi-cloud environments. So that's one thing. Be skilled in you know, assessing the existing state for your customers, doing net, uh, workload placement and defining their cloud strategy because a number of them don't even have a cloud strategy and helping them uh, execute on that cloud strategy. The other element for our partners is, as I said, on the workplace transformation. We went from, and we all said that, from doing it light to doing it right. Well, now we're clearly in the doing it right era where we see more and more customers and partners trying to design work from home type of environments for the long run. We even saw at the beginning some customers with partners who would take their desktop PCs and give it to their employees because we had Mm -hmm. some supply challenges in the industry at early stages. Now we're going to get those employees a proper notebook with the proper environment, with the proper security, et cetera. So that's the other thing I would say, you know, hybrid cloud, cloud and multi-cloud more than ever, work from home and, you know, the whole PC life cycle is a key area. And then you mentioned the recent announcements clearly There are a few areas which are finally, I would say, taking off as a service, for example. We've been talking about it for years. It was just a nice conversation to have. Now we see an increased level of demand from customers and partners. We announced Project Apex at Dell Technologies as the the overarching framework in which we're going to develop or continue to build on our Dell Technologies on Demand offerings. So I would encourage partners to understand those offers. More generally, leverage our Dell Financial Services, which is probably one of the best-kept secrets we have. The wins we have with Dell Financial Services are just incredible. We just expanded in the region Dell Financial Services to three countries in the Middle East, Saudi and Qatar and UAE. So I would just tell our partners that plenty of opportunities in the acceleration of existing trends on workplace, cloud, and infrastructure in general security, and app modernization. And of course, you made the point, Cheryl, there is specialization to be had in verticals, in healthcare and education in particular. Education, for example, we see partners delivering not only the hardware, but also all the educations, the software stack, sorry, and the environment that goes with it for remote classroom. 
So acceleration of what we saw and continues to accelerate. And CIOs and IT have never been more popular with the CEOs. And we're going to continue to build on that. You summarized it well. We always talk about one of our best differentiators is the breadth of our portfolio. (laughs) And when you really walk through the real world business challenges that our customers and partners are really working their way through, we've got a tremendous amount of assets and capabilities to really go address those challenges. And I heard partner feedback while you're talking about the remote workplace and getting it right. You're exactly right. People have recognized that we're going to be in this circumstance for some time now. Many companies, including our own, Dell Technologies has publicly said that we're going to keep half of our employees permanently working remote. So they're hardening those environments, right? They're addressing VPN challenges. Security, as you mentioned, is huge. And I've had a lot of partners say that even when you just discuss security around a work from home solution, it opens opportunities for infrastructure in the data center, which you highlighted so well in this multi-cloud environment and with some of our new storage announcements, we've got a really rich portfolio to help our partners and our customers, frankly, go work through that. Let me change gears and talk just a little bit about leadership. And you commented, I think we're both so fortunate that we work for Dell Technologies and we have a very strong and inclusive culture. And we have a lot of leadership with Michael himself and the tone at the top, but all of us have been stretched and challenged a little bit in how to just stay accessible and flexible and available for our teams and our customers and partners. What would be your takeaway or what have you learned or changed in your leadership style and capacity through the last eight, nine months? It was a learning, as you said, Cheryl, and it's a continuum. And I think we said this many times, there was a sense of novelty at the beginning and that's gone now. I mean, (laughs) we're realizing we're in this for some time. And what we learn is to be probably extra sensitive and more sensitive to people situations, get even closer to people and really try and understand behind, you know, the video, Zoom, what's happening and what are the constraints for team members. One simple example, homeschooling, for example, when you have young kids, which is my case, but I was, uh, again, lucky and fortunate to get some help. But, you know, when you have to take care of young kids for several months, they're at home and have to have do homeschooling at the same time as, you know, working with your team members and partners, et cetera, that can be a challenge. And if as a leader, we don't understand that change, we just can't lead and we can't help our team members. The first thing is more than ever, listening, being close to people, and then adapting the schedules, being flexible, developing simple practices to make the virtual world better, you know, in terms of meeting duration, Video, not always mandatory. I mean, at the beginning, we're all on video. Well, sometimes maybe you don't need to be on a video. So it's really simple things. It's not like a big aha in terms of leadership. What do I need to do different? But always listening and learning how to adapt and be more flexible to make sure that, you know, we we still keep it somehow a fun place to work. And by the way, that's also another thing we're doing. I mean, we've seen a lot of creativity to find some fun and social moments within uh, the new world. The other thing is, I would say, is there is no universal solution. I mean, you know, it's not, for example, we have these virtual 
dining session. Okay, fine. The first one and the second one were funny, but then after some time, you need to find something else. So I should say it's really <laughs> constant listening and adaptive. I hear you laughing, Cheryl. I'm sure you had a, your fresh share of, you know, <laughs> delivered <laughs> delicatessen and bottles of wine well, yes. after a few. <laughs> so, so, but, but that's ju just an example. So really it's about, um, first I should say, listen to people, be very close to people, try to understand what's behind what you see, ask questions, be genuinely curious and be flexible and adaptable and keep being creative on how you interact with people. I couldn't agree more. You know, I think we've all just relaxed a little bit. Early days, it would have been crazy or somewhat embarrassing if your dog barked or the baby cried while you're on a call. And now it's like, hey, I want to meet your family. What are your kids' names? I want to see your dog. You know, so the humanitarian connectiveness is actually brilliant. So the fact that we may all just relax a little bit, we're all in this together. I've been using the term that I think this pandemic in many ways is the great equalizer because it has all of us in the exact same circumstances at the same time globally. Our customers, our partners, ourselves, we're all working remote. And there's just, there's a relatability to that, right? There's a human connection side of that that I think is making us all reflective. In summary, I always throw a little curveball here at the end just to keep it light and fun. So Anwar, for our colleagues and our partners, what's a fun fact about Anwar that none of us might know? Well, it's not really a fun fact. I, I didn't prepare for this, so it's not a fun <laughs> fact, but I'll just, no, it's not fun, but it's just, uh, there are two locations I like to go to very often and, you know, to relax and take good time with family. And one of them is uh, Marrakesh in, in Morocco. You know, I'm originally from Morocco, so not a fun fact, but if, if you don't know Marrakesh, when things are open again and you can go visit, I would really recommend it. It's really a nice place and, and you would be surprised. So I'm, I'm going to use the opportunity you're giving me to promote one of the places I like the most. Oh, well, I love that invitation and I'll take you up on it. I've seen some of your travel pictures and family holidays and it looks amazing. I'd love to see it. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Yeah, but by the way, before this all this happened, we had an event planned there with our partners. So hopefully when, uh, when things go back to some normalcy, we can do that again. But, you know, that, know. that's something I wanted to share. I look forward to it. Well, Anwar, it's a delight. I appreciate you very much joining us. I know our partners are going to love hearing your thoughts and feedback. And for you, your family, and all team of me, I hope you stay safe and healthy. Thank you, Cheryl. Stay safe. And thanks again for having me. Thank you. Thank you again, Anwar and our partners. Thank you for listening. Please join us in the next couple of weeks for our next episode of the Partner Connection. And until then, I hope everyone is safe and be well.